Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Screen Nerds Podcast. My name's Michael Bergen, and thanks for joining me for this quick screen episode of F9, otherwise known as Fast and Furious 9, uh, the continuing saga of the Fast and Furious series. Uh, just got done watching it in the theater and wanted to share some of my thoughts with you here. Uh, and by the way, please, if you get an opportunity, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast and share it. Let others know what's going on. would really appreciate it. So if, if you know anything about this franchise, you know that it's all about racing, over-the-top stunts, uh, and family. Uh, if there's anything to boil down the Fast and Furious series, it's those three things. It's fast cars, family, and over-the-top stunts. And this one is no exception. If you know, if you know anything about this series, uh, at, at this point, you know kind of the storyline of what's going on. And this is just yet another installment in the franchise. Uh, this time, Dom is uh, squaring off against his half-brother, Jacob, uh, who... Uh, is played by John Cena in this in this film, and uh, so they're squaring off. And uh, of course, you know you have all the other shenanigans going on with everybody in uh, in this uh, series, uh, and how they're having to come together to stop Jacob and uh, by proxy uh, stop Cipher. If you remember, uh, Cipher from the last film uh, is kind of still around and still. Uh, being a nuisance uh, to Dom and the crew, and so uh, it's basically you know another square off this time. Uh, really, the the tagline I think was you know family is not just blood, or family is uh, sometimes family isn't blood, or some something along those lines. And you kind of see that here with the the course of the film, how Dom and Jacob kind of square off against each other several times. Uh, I won't spoil the ending of the film. Of course, like I said, if you've watched the Fast and Furious film, you kind of know how the film's going to go with uh, with the action, with the stunts, with the storyline, all of that. Um, and this one is no exception. Uh, it plays very much into uh, that uh, playbook. It very much is a Fast and Furious film. If you like those films... Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. If you're not a fan of the franchise, then obviously I, I don't know at this point this one would be the one to uh, to spark your interest or turn you around. Unless maybe you're a John Cena fan, which you know going in like I you know as a wrestling fan, I like John Cena. Uh, he's kind of stepped up his game uh, with acting uh, the last couple of roles he's been in. Obviously, he's going to be in the Suicide Squad that's coming out in a couple months. Uh, but I think this one. Uh, very much plays into uh, his pro wrestling side as far as, far as his action uh, in his uh, presence on screen uh, in that role. I think that him playing Jacob, I thought really well. You know, obviously you kind of have to, uh, you know, take your brain out, so to speak, to think that, you know, him and Dom are brothers, that Vin Diesel and John Cena are brothers, but they do make it a point to say that it's a half-brother and not a full-brother, so they do do that at least. Um, you know, I I like the film. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of the franchise going all the way back 
now 20 years uh, to 2001 when the first film released. You know, I've been a huge fan of the film. Lo- you know, loved most of them. There were a couple that I was kind of meh about. Uh, Tokyo Drift is one that um, I think now if I went back and watched Tokyo Drift, I might like it a little bit more because of seeing Han uh, really developed as a character and becoming a fan of his, uh, of Soon Kang and, and his character Han. Uh, I think I could, I think I would like that one more uh, than I did when I first saw that one. And then uh, Fat, Fate of the Furies, uh, Fast 8, wasn't really a big fan of it. I think that kind of plays into with 9, just how I feel about this film. I like this one better than 8, but I think two of the things that really hurt uh, this franchise at this point uh, is, one, they're trying to top themselves with the stunts, with the action sequences, and... Honestly, I think there comes a point of diminishing returns. There comes a point where you only can do so much with the action sequences before it just gets to being ridiculous. And I think it's, I think eight kind of was that tipping point of the action sequences got to be ridiculous. And I think nine kind of even more so with the action sequences. And don't get me wrong, uh, there were some good action sequences that were realistic. I think the ones that were kind of super unrealistic are the ones that I'm just kind of, uh, and Roman Tyrese Gibson's character kind of goes meta or, or even breaks the fourth wall. You could say with some of his dialogue with how they, they seemingly are invincible that Dom's crew is invincible, that they don't get hurt. They can do all these crazy stunts and all these things. And, you know, I don't know if the director, Justin Lin, was meaning for it to be meta, was meaning for it to be breaking the fourth wall, uh, but it kind of came off as that, and so that was kind of the thing that kind of was a deterrent uh, for me in this film, and the character Cypher. Uh, I like Sari Theron. I think she's a great actor, uh, but I just feel like this character is just, I don't know, like, it just doesn't feel like it's a really good three-dimensional character. It feels like a very bad two-dimensional character that is a is a know-it-all or comes across as a know-it-all and it just uh, it just doesn't seem like a compelling villain. I thought John Cena playing Jacob was a much more compelling villain in this film. And you know, it, a character that gets introduced into a family nine films in as a villain is better than a character that's on its second film I think kind of says a lot in you know maybe in 10 because we are going to get a 10 and 11 uh, you know maybe they'll that might help with Cypher and how that character ends up and then you kind of look at it in its totality of how to view the character but I just feel like based off of 8 and 9 I just, I just have a hard time with that character. That being said, everybody else was tremendous. Obviously, uh, I love Roman and Tez, which is Tyrese Gibson and uh, uh, Ludacris, Chris Bridges. Those two always play off each other so well. They are very much uh, your Hardy and Laurel, your uh, uh, 
uh, basically your comedy duo uh, Martin and Lewis the, you have those two that just play off each other so very well uh, and this one is no exception they do it again uh, like I said Han is back and it will be interesting because they kind of explained uh, how he you know, quote unquote died in Tokyo Drift and how he was you know how he's back and I you know, it's a fast and furious explanation, uh, but I thought it made sense. The, the curious thing is, is how are they going to have that played out with him and Shaw, uh, with Jason Statham, since Jason Statham, you know, um, was the one that was res- quote-unquote responsible for his death. Um, how will that be played out in future films? That, uh, that, that will still be remain to be seen, but given how this film played out, I think that, uh, I think that there's potential for some good storylines there, but I think that in the end, they'll come together, just like, you know, like I said, it's a Fast and Furious film, family is important, those things come together, so, um, and Jordana Brewster's back, that's Mia, uh, and they, they were able to talk around not having, uh, Paul Walker's character, Brian, there, they, I give them credit uh, for being able to work work around that, but you still feel his presence not there, and I think that ultimately is kind of what hurts the series because it really was Dom and Brian, and maybe they're going to pivot elsewhere from that for the rest of the series. That may be what they're looking to do, but to me, the series was always about. Brian and Dom, because those two were always linked together all the way back from the first film, and when he, when Paul Walker died, and they had, you know, to essentially, you know, write him off after seven, I feel like that's kind of how, when the, honestly, to me, that's when the franchise should have ended, Uh, but if they're going to keep going, I hope that 10 and 11 are more like nine than they were eight because I think eight was kind of just really a mess. Uh, I think nine having Justin Lin back directing I think helped because he was one that directed several of the other films in the series, so he kind of knows uh, really the heart and the direction of the series. So if you're going to continue the series, and at this point there's going to be at least two more films uh, after this one, I think that this is probably the best way of doing it. The music always, again, it's another staple of Fast and Furious films. Uh, The soundtrack is always uh, fits the film very well. And to me, I think the best part of the the entire film was the quiet moments. You know, for a franchise that's best known for its over-the-top stunts and action sequences and racing, I feel like this film really had those moments of heart. Uh, in the quiet moments that I think really kind of spoke more so of the characters of the film than anything else. I think the flashback sequences back when Dom and Jacob were teenagers and they were helping out their dad uh, in racing and in those moments, I think the moments with uh, Dom and Letty and their son uh, and Dom's son, Brian, those moments, I, I think, were really heartfelt. 
really that it's those moments I think really spoke to 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 me more so than anything else in in the rest of the film uh, was just those quiet moments and I think that I hope that 10 and 11 lean more into those than trying to top themselves because I honestly do not know how in the world they can top now what they've done with stunts and everything here in nine like that would just be ridiculous if they even tried so I hope that they lean more towards the character and the quiet moments because I think those can make a whole lot of difference as to uh, really wrapping up the series because they are going to wrap it up after 11 um, but I feel like if, if they go more with the, the character moments I think that there's um, there's a lot more that can be mined out of that obviously like I said because there's two more films they leave some things open ended totally understandable but there is a satisfying ending uh, by the way there is a mid credits scene so be sure to, if you uh, go see the film, uh, to check out that in credit scene because that's important uh, for looking forward to the future of the series. Uh, so that's my thoughts. Overall, like I said, I enjoyed the film. Not as good as some of the other films in the series, uh, but definitely better than 8. I thought this one was way better than 8. I thought the, the character moments, like I said, the quiet moments, I thought the villain... Uh, John Cena did a good job and uh, it has me excited to see him in the Suicide Squad here in a couple months uh, and soundtrack everything and hopefully like I said they'll build uh, on the character moments in 10 and 11 as they start to wrap up this franchise at least the main series obviously Hobbs and Shaw uh, will probably go on uh, with some more films as well but uh, as far as the original Fast Saga. Uh, nine I thought was really good. Uh, not as good as uh, some of my favorites like four, five, and six, uh, and seven, and one, obviously, the first one. But that's my thoughts on F9. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. What do you think? I know that some people really hated this film because of the overtop action sequences. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I was able to turn my brain off uh, for those moments and just understand that it was just going to be ridiculous anyway. Uh, but that's my thoughts. Love to hear your thoughts. Uh, you can always email the podcast, screennerdspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can always tweet the podcast on over Twitter at screennerdspod. Uh, and love to hear your feedback. Love to hear your thoughts on this film or any film that you're watching right now. Love to hear your thoughts on that. And like I said earlier, please, if you get an opportunity, rate, review, subscribe, share the podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, whatever it is that you listen to podcast, your podcast catcher of choice, uh, please check us out and please share uh, and let others know what we're doing here at the Screen Nerds Podcast. So thanks again for checking out this quick screen episode. My name is Michael Bergen, and we will catch you on the next episode. Yeah.